Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ricard Raquel, again, accidentally wound up playing alongside Sidney Crosby. And Raquel, once again can't really be discussed openly as a viable option up there. Everyone's afraid, it seems, to bring it up, or worse, to act on it. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this, and I hope you'll check those out. Islanders 5, Penguins 4 via shootout last night in Elmont, New York. Result means nothing. All of the results mean nothing this time of year, whether they win or lose or get a point or don't get a point, because the standings are in such a place in the Metro Division, in the Eastern Conference, really, that the only thing that matters is avoiding the Rangers, and there's no way to control that. Whether it's by really trying to rally past them or stay away from them or lose games or any, there's just nothing you can do because the Rangers are in a spot where they could end up the number one team in the Metro and the Hurricanes would be the two. And then the Penguins, if they're three, face the Hurricanes and so forth. There is no team, if I'm the Penguins, that I want to face less than the Rangers. Doesn't mean that they can't beat the Rangers. I'm just talking about the first round. Because the Penguins would need to, I was going to say build up, but it's more like a rebuild. All of that early season mojo that they had in order to be able to shut down all of those things that the Rangers can do via the forecheck, via the transition game. What does matter, what does matter right now is seeing how different things work, being open to trying some different things. I believe this is not something that's going to happen, but I feel obliged to express it that this team needs to additionally rest some people. It's nice that it's happening with Tristan Jari. I was happy to see Casey DeSmith suiting up for the game last night. I'd like to see others get rested, but I'd also welcome seeing Mike Sullivan just let it fly with Ricard Raquel. And I'm a little bit puzzled, not completely, as to why that's not happening yet. Last night, Brian Rust took two shifts and then was gone for the rest of the game because of a non-COVID illness. Later in the game, Evan Rodriguez was removed from the game for, according to Sullivan, the same reason. Because Rust was out, Raquel was the natural choice 
to slide up to the first line. And guess what? He continued getting results. Made an outstanding pass, I thought, on Jake Gensel's first goal. Instinctive, reflexive, one touch, nice and soft, and into a spot where only Gensel could get it. And from there, all Gensel had to do from the beach was shoot it into the ocean, and he did. Really, really nice play. And Jake was asked about this last night after the game in Elmont. Yeah, I mean, obviously a tremendous player, and uh, it's been good so far, and, and you just try and build a lot of that. Um, I mean, just a, a really good hockey player that likes to play at a fast pace and, and just really skilled. So um, it's been fun so far. Hopefully we can... Um, you know, you never know what happens with the lines, but um, it's been fun. Now, I'm sorry. I have to laugh at least a little bit at that. Did you pick up when Jake says, now, I don't know what's going to happen with the lines because Jake couldn't bring himself to say, hey, this guy's pretty good. Why? Doesn't want to tick off Rusty. You know, his pal and his buddy and his longtime line mate, because for all he knows, by the next time the Penguins face the Islanders, which incidentally is tomorrow night right back here, Russ's going to be just fine. The line will be reunited. And I wasn't the one who said anything good about Raquel, right? That, that's, that's what I'm sensing around this team right now. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Embrace Raquel for what he is. That's what I'm saying here. If he's showing you that he fits with your system, that he's one of your better four checkers, that he's at least responsible defensively, that he's got the shot that everybody's always known that he had in Anaheim, but that he's also just a tremendous passer with really good vision, no fear, and then a deft touch once he executes. That's not something you want to be holding back with a handful of games left before the playoffs when your roster... The bulk of it is showing you, for the most part, the exact opposite. Right now, Raquel, fair or not, is pretty much everything that most of the rest of the Penguins aren't. Maybe that's because the Ducks were out of the playoffs like, I don't know, two months ago or something. And those games in those situations never take on the same urgency. So, you know, you're not exactly going a million miles an hour. But whatever it is, it's it's true. Want another example? Okay, this doesn't apply at all to the playoffs, but it does to this mindset. Why wasn't Raquel utilized in the shootout? And I know that's what you were waiting for me to bring up all along, right? Yeah, people get really rattled by shootouts, which I always find funny. They just don't matter. I mean, the point is something, but if you're being honest with yourself, the only reason the shootout bugs you is you hate the idea that your team skates off the ice as a loser. It's just not a thing. 
But it does speak to this coach sending out there Jake, who's never been great on shootouts, and I believe he's now one for nine on them. Sid, who who has to go. You just don't, in any circumstance, remove or demote Sidney Patrick Crosby from anything on your team. But then Chris Letang goes third, and you know, he's been terrible in shootouts for so long. It, it feels like forever since the early days whenever he would do that one. Remember the leg kick move, the Yarko Rutu leg kick? And then go to his backhand and finish under the center bar in seemingly the same spot with the same move and the same gesture every single time down the rink, and it still wasn't stoppable. Now, it obviously is. I'm not going to go after Latang for having the puck roll off his stick on the attempt last night. If he had scored on the Rutu move again, it still would have been a really dubious decision on the coach's part. Not because of Latang, but because it didn't involve trying to get even more out of Raquel and having him be the guy who, after the game, gets the the funny helmet that they pass around and feel more like part of the team. You gotta try to build up these other assets. You can't just keep going back to the same old well time and time again. When we come back, just one question. Today's J1Q comes from Sean, who asks, Does Sully seem to be, just in general, way too comfortable with what he knows? He seems to refuse to want to switch things up at all, and it seems to be biting him hard. (sighs) You know, it's tough on one hand to praise Sullivan as I feel like I do relentlessly for believing in his system that has shown to work, that has shown to put in place a template that's capable of beating any team in the league, the best team in the league, the hottest team in the league, the one that feeds off the home crowd the most, whatever We have witnessed it throughout this season, never mind over the man's full tenure. We have witnessed it this season when, if we're all being honest with ourselves, we'll recall that the expectations for this group weren't exactly through the roof. So we praise him for that. We openly talk about how he should be the Jack Adams Award winner. And then a rough patch comes along. And we start seeing the same negative things about him, myself included. I'm not exempting myself. I'm just trying to, you know, put together the whole picture here in one frame. And it's not easy to do. He does trust the core of this group. He believes in Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. He believes in Gensel and Rust. 
and Dumoulin. Why? Because he's won championships with them. He can vouch for their character. He doesn't have to worry about that component ever. And that does make a coach's job easier, which isn't to suggest that he wants it to be easy. It's just that it takes a lot of the headache out of it, and he can focus more on things that matter on a day-to-day basis. I get that as much as I can from a mostly outside perspective. I'm not in their room. I'm not in their coach's world. But that makes sense to me, and it feels doubly logical when you see that it gets results the overwhelming majority of the time. But no one hoists a trophy in the summertime for getting, oh, I don't know, good results a big portion of the time. You get it just for what you do in the tournament. And the tournament has not been kind to this team for various reasons. But one of them, no question, can be that the coach does get a little bit stuck. And rather than trying to do different things to get out of being stuck, he just takes his right foot, puts it on the pedal, and just smashes it through the front of the car. That's that's the way he conducts his business. And I'll repeat relentlessly the praise. I feel he is an elite coach in the National Hockey League. That was what Jim Rutherford used to say about him, and I thought it was perfect. He's an elite coach. And the Penguins and the city of Pittsburgh are lucky to have him. But that doesn't mean that he comes without his flaws. And not to start building this up in a negative sense before it even starts, but man, first round, got to get through that. Got to get through that. That's as close as I'm going to come to touching that right now. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.